pass the sticks to the Nebraska eSports squad as they take you on a journey through the wonderful world of video games. Right here on Big Red eSports on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Well, it's just me in today for at least a little bit. Uh, I think some of us are running a little late. I am Jaden Schilke. I'm the Call of Duty Game Manager with Nebraska Esports, and welcome to Big Red Esports. Uh, while we wait, I think I'm going to give a little bit of a tangent about the Colorado TCU game. I have a couple thoughts so far. Uh, it's not necessarily done, and it's very early on. I think they just got to the second quarter. Uh, it's 7-7, last I heard. I got some buddies that are updating me, uh, so that's always nice to have. And from what I saw... It looks like Colorado is allergic to anything to do with rushing, whether that's offensively or defensively. They did not like it at all. And that could be very beneficial for us if we decide to run uh, Gabe Irvin or if Anthony Grant gets a little bit better at uh, ball security. This could even open up something like Ramir Johnson on third down plays uh, as something that we could you know, look forward to seeing because the Colorado defense is very much meant to be a pass defensive heavy uh, team. And that's mostly due to the fact that their D line is really small and easy to kind of bully uh, from what I could see with TCU and TCU definitely took a step back this year. I think uh, if they had the crew from last year, this game wouldn't be nearly as concerning as it is for us right now. I think it's just interesting because of how, how we expect TCU to be and how we expect everybody to kind of, act so as we see well i see we have sam he's a little late but that's okay just a few like i just started so we're all good yeah a couple minutes yeah Not bad. okay get that headset on, get the headset on. i was just kind of going over colorado game while we kind of wait but i don't know where uh if z's is he in today or is she no okay it's just us two then. It's just us two. All right, cool. That's good. Um, but I don't know. If, I don't know if you're watching the Colorado game at all before this. Uh, no, I saw someone got hit hard. That's about it. I didn't even. I didn't see that actually. That might have been after I left for this. Um, it looked like he got knocked out. Colorado or TCU? Colorado. Like you just got slammed or what? He didn't even have the ball. Oh, oh! You're talking about the wide receiver that just completely. Like twisted his knee or something? No, like oh that happened earlier. I don't know. It was like it was like he was supposed to block, and then he just stopped blocking, and the dude ran into him. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I saw it on Twitter. Maybe it wasn't this season. Who knows? I, I don't know. Either way, uh, it, as far as I know, it's tied right now, seven seven. Uh, Colorado does not do anything involving the run. A lot of their stuff is pass attack and pass defense. So they've really honed in on large passing plays as opposed to chipping away at it. Um, a significant weakness that I saw was TCU would dump the the ball to a rusher or like a wide receiver would take a route back behind the line, just grab it and just run with it. Easy 14 yards every time. They did nice. a whole drive like that, like just back to back. And Colorado couldn't do it, couldn't do a thing, but TCU decided to change it up and pass, and then uh, Colorado read that and got the interception in the end zone. So, 
college football bad this season? I don't think necessarily college football bad. I think Colorado football is going to be so 50-50 between their pass protect and their run protect that their their defense is going to be so 50-50 because that D-line is nothing, but their DBs are actually considerable. And then their O-line is also, like, our O-line's probably better. Because they're, what they're doing essentially is a bunch of fast uh, fast uh, pass plays. And that is now what, uh, at least I'm expecting, most of the scoring to come from is is big but quick, you know, 30-yard passes from Shabur Sanders that, I mean, TCU can't seem to get a tackle. There's at least one broken tackle each pass play because they just slide right off the Colorado receivers. So that's part of the problem too. I think with TCU is this is like live reaction. Definitely week one. It is definitely week one. And TCU definitely took a step back after losing a lot of their starting roster. Sounds like Saturday morning has been a rough week one. Yeah. It's uh, it's an interesting week one. I think there's a lot of change up and I think that's a lot to do with the transfer portal. It gets a little better. Yeah. It should, but uh, yeah, I think we'll do fine going forward. It's uh, it's going to be an interesting year for us, uh, especially considering we all thought the Colorado game was guaranteed, and now I'm thinking it's more probably 70, 30 us than it was before, like a 90, 10 us. But we got to see who wins the game and who actually like performs for the full game because Colorado's only had two quarters. And that could be their best two quarters of the year, for all we know. Possible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be interesting, I suppose. Yeah. I I mean, I didn't think that... I'm not sure that the Huskers played well enough to be put down as a 90-10 to anyone. No. But... Their run, their run defense was insane. Like shutting down Minnesota to fifty-five yards. It's kind of, it's kind of hilarious. I'm gonna be honest. That's, it's comical considering every other statistic in that game, including turnovers. But that defense that we put up just kept us in the game, because they could not get run going at all. Yeah, and it, it's Minnesota who's known for running. But that that's all I really Maybe. got on the Yeah, I don't know. It just never it didn't feel like I don't know, like it didn't feel like football. Like not just slow. us, but like also Minnesota. Like it just was like sloppy. Yeah, it felt like it was high school football. Yeah. I I think that's just week one stuff. That's what I'm hoping, is that it's just week one stuff and that it'll figure itself out. Yeah. And uh I mean that's all I really got for week one football stuff. Uh, I love looking at football and like trying to see how it goes as the game goes on and, and trying to see how our opponents play and stuff like that. But week one, I mean, a lot of this stuff seems really fluky from a lot of teams, but if we're going to go off Colorado in general on what I see from their general design, that's intended by Dion, we have a lot of holes that we can poke in their entire setup. 
especially with how Matt Rule has made our setup to be so adjustable to other people's defenses, they have clear gaps in what they have considered. And I think it's because Dion had like, you know, the one year of worth of transfers. He's like, all right, let's build up the DB room or something. You know, let's just like set up on these specific things that are probably more minded for his conference as opposed to anybody else. But I mean, everybody's going to see how bad the run game is for both offense and defense for Colorado. So I don't know what they're doing, but it's not, it's not that great. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, uh, since you're here, we can actually talk games. Cause, video games. Yeah. So you have uh, you have your season starting next Saturday. Next Saturday. Yeah. Well, I'm losing you, dude. Yeah. See. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. tenth. The tenth. No, the ninth. The ninth. Yeah, it's the, the second. Yeah. 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 I can't believe I'm Saturday losing you. the ninth. Uh, I think we play, if I remember right, 1 o'clock is our first game. Ooh. Tune on on Twitch, Nebraska Esports. Yeah. Well, that'll be right during this, too. Yeah. Which will be interesting. Yeah. It's also... I mean, yeah. I'm oh, not that's sure. also... Wait, we might not actually have to because next week... Uh, will we do... I guess, Nick, would you know if we would do shows during football games? Or if that'd be something. I'm not sure what the plan is there. Yeah, because if we're conflicting with a big noon kickoff game, I'm not going to want to be here because I want to watch that game. (laughs) I think when we first started the show, I don't think we were doing anything during football. I thought football kicked us off. I think, yeah, I thought that was kind of the plan was football kick us off for for just that that day. Yeah. Which I'm fine with. Which... Also, something else to note, uh, the new building for the ticket, that gets done soon, right? Yeah, we're hoping for the beginning of the, the first home game. So hopefully the 15th, 16th, whatever that is, of uh, September, we'll see. Um, if everything goes according to plan, of course, there's always last-minute hiccups that could come up, but that's the plan. Okay, cool. Because that, that'd be something like I could walk there, you yeah. know? I wouldn't have to get in my car, which, oh, no, get in my car, <laughs> but... Yeah, that's that'll be nice, I think, and it, it looks really nice. I've seen it on on Twitter and stuff. The pictures of like the the outside oh, yeah. uh, sign and everything, it looks sick. Yeah, that's the plan. Is hopefully, you know, for the students, we have all you know all these student athlete shows that we try to to give to everybody. Um, you know, it'd be closer there and yeah. you know more visible, and so people can come and check it out. And you know, who knows? Maybe we get a some sort of tournament down there if we get some TVs in there or something someday. Yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah. I'd be so down for that, or even just like. One view one, one of the other guys. It's like, come yeah. on, man, I'm good at COD, you know, or <laughs> yeah. something. So yeah, it'll be fun, and it looks really spacious. I walked by it on my way to one of my buddy's places for the game on Thursday, and I was like, man, that actually looks like really good sized. Yeah. Like, downtown, you don't usually think like, oh, you got a lot of big size like spaces to like to buy out. That looks really good. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, I still, I, I want to see how it kind of all looks once it's all finished. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's the, you know. They've got a lot of plans for it, so we'll kind of yeah. see how it, how it plans out. Either way, it's going to be exciting. Yeah, it's exciting just, like, looking at it, and especially the sign. You know, you yeah. feel it, and you're like, oh, man, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad. I mean, we shortly, about a year ago, we did a logo change. We're sticking to that logo because I'm sure we put some good money in that signage now. Yeah. So that's the logo. Sweet. <laughs> it's a good logo, too. Yeah. I, I like it. It's how it's, like, ticket-shaped and all that. It's really good. Yeah. It is very clever. 
So, uh, not a lot in terms of game news for me, at least. Uh, at least esports related. I don't have anything really yeah. crazy. Starfield comes out soon. Tuesday. Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday you can really. play it currently if you have the Ultimate Deluxe Edition or whatever. Really? However, the Ultimate Deluxe Edition is not on Game Pass. This is something we could talk about. Okay. So Game Pass, uh, the Xbox Game Pass, it's a subscription service where you pay $15 a month, something like that, 10 15 and you get access to like 200-something games. Now, a lot of them are like really small indie company games that you've never, ever heard of. And then some of them are those bigger games like Halo, like Doom, like uh, Rainbow Six Siege, that kind of stuff. But they have a tendency that usually on the Game Pass, it's the deluxe or like the Ultimate Edition. It's always like the highest tier. That way you get like all of the starter stuff and all that. Like normally it'd be $90, but because you're paying for the subscription service and usually it, in, in fairness, usually the game comes on after so it's late it doesn't come on right away Mm. but yeah starfield isn't doing that they're just doing the standard edition is on game pass and i'm not sure what else it gets you i just had a friend that was pretty upset about that especially considering like on game pass for the last couple months it's been saying that it's you know it comes to game pass on whatever nine one went yesterday when it when the thing early live. access launched for the ultimate players and so and then they just changed it to be like nine six now i think nine, that's nine five that is kind of weird i don't like that yeah it's a little funky and then i get why they're doing it because you still want your you know your sales and it's supposed to be one of the bigger games of this year yeah assuming you know call of duty does its normal thing yeah where it just kind of drops a game every year and somehow just keeps selling them dude but yeah so the starfield will be interesting because that's like a space exploration game i'm not 100 percent sure all of it i do know that apparently there's supposed to be upwards of a thousand visible planets yeah which means that it's kind of massive and i i can't remember is it multiplayer stuff at all or is it all exclusively single player i think it's single player if I remember right, I think it's like literally space Skyrim with a thousand planets. Gotcha. Like No Man's Sky, but limited to single player to make it more feasible. Yeah. With the promises that No Man's Sky made on launch. Yeah. And I think it's supposed to be, what's it called? Uh, procedural, Procedurally generated. Yeah. So everything is 100% different. So, like, my playthrough would be 100% different than Jaden's playthrough. Like, my starting planet might be on fire and falling apart, and Jaden might be on Earth 2.0 looking like he's in the Garden of Eden. Hey. It's just luck. Because that happened to me in No Man's Sky with my friends. I showed up, and my planet had uh, max thermal and, like, half the radiation. So, I'm just dying off spawn, and I'm like, they need to fix this now. Yeah, it's... No Man's Sky, especially in Lost, when you know, all those problems were like yeah. major. That was that was so tough. I go back every now and then, but it's just not a game that I can really like yeah. get into. I I get it, it's for me. It's kind of like Destiny and the other games, yeah. where if you started right away and you played it all the way through, it can be very very fun. Mm-hmm. But if you start and stop or join in late, it it takes a little bit. 
it takes a lot more effort to get into it because there's so much new content yeah. that you don't know where to go. Like, that, it's not a linear game, which I think a lot of people enjoy that it's not forcing you to go this path to this path to this path to this path. But, like, you... For me, it's the it's the paralysis of choice where it's like, you know, I've got so many choices and then you choose one, but then it turns out it's the wrong one because yeah. it's way more advanced than what you know. Yeah. And then it kind of throws off the experience and so then you quit and then you come back later because it's still a good game and that's why you come back, but... Yeah, I get you. That's something with... Uh, I'm glad that I played Destiny as much as I did. Because if I had to go into it, like, starting now, yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, hey, there, there's, a, there's, like, the paywall. If for anything that is that oh, long-standing, man. except for No Man's Sky, in terms of the amount of expansions that are put out and the amount of things that are put out, it's so hard to get into things especially destiny because all the expansions are still unless you get them on a sale which is more and more common especially for like any any outdated expansion so like right now i think it's witch queen and back to i think it's the last so like witch queen to shadow keep is bundled into like a 70 dollar bundle together which that's full price that's full price but that's also shadow keep Wait, Shadow Keep, Shadow Lightfall, yeah. Shadow Keep, Witch Beyond Queen. Light, uh, Witch Queen. Wait, Shadow, wait, Shadow Keep, Beyond Light, Witch Queen. Yeah, three. Yeah, three that are normally thirty, so you get twenty dollars off. Uh, no. So, our Beyond Light was bigger, wasn't it? So it was like forty. No, Witch Queen was forty. Beyond Light was thirty. Okay. So Shadow Keep, Beyond Light were both thirty, and then uh, Witch Queen was forty. So you're, so getting, you're saving ten dollars. No, you're saving 30 if oh. you bought them separately. Yeah, I guess. And then you get, you know, all three years' worth of content, except for the season stuff. But they put all the, like, important seasonal gear in terms of weapons, like the exotics and stuff, into rotation as soon as you get those expansions. So, like, and then you can get any of the important gear. I think there's, like, uh, a couple weapons from each expansion that are decent right for end game content and then the good thing about it is like say say i wanted to do a destiny night like a destiny raid night and stream it and then have say let's say amon stream destiny 2 right we did vault of glass he wouldn't need to pay a penny because vault of glass crota's end and king's fall are all free king's fall king's fall is probably the best raid in the game still King's Fall is the best raid they ever made. It really is. And then they started getting a little too outlandish with their mechanics. Yeah. Which then made it weird. It made it a lot harder to remember. King's Fall was a good length. Mm-hmm. It was the kind of thing where, I, what was it, like an hour and a half straight through when it was first kind of around before everyone was Before it got optimized? Yeah. yeah. Like now, even like, well, with power creep and everything, I'm down to, I think, 45 minutes. Yeah. I think it was like an hour and a half straight through. Yeah. So it could be broken into two sessions. I mean, I had had an hour max time limit in high school. So that's tragic. Yeah. So like raids, uh, that's part of the reason why I never did raids was because raids take longer. Take longer. And so I can't commit that time to it. But it was, it was good. I mean, King's Fall just, it was a well-done raid, and it followed, it was, and when the story wasn't outlandish either. Yeah. 
It and was the the dad of the guy that you kill earlier, and one of the monsters, and he's just like, "Hey, that wasn't very cool that you killed my son, so I'm gonna just teleport you to my ship and kill you now." Yes, yeah, yeah. So, but then you know you just kind of you kill pull him. the Una reverse and yeah, and then he falls into the what orbit was the, of Jupiter. What was the Cyclops's name in the in that? Oh, uh, I remember uh, being stuck on that one for so long oh what's his name it started with a g or something yeah i forget i forget off the top of my head there was the war priest that over war priest was fun war that priest was a pretty simple fun. mechanic it yeah. was just what so you had it was you had just three plates. stay behind the things step on the plates in order and then hide behind the rocks yeah when he when he when, when the, the damage phase the power ends. of yeah. the sun yeah yeah but then, uh, Gorgoroth. Gorgoroth. Close. Golgoroth. Yeah, that's Golgoroth. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Yeah. That so, one was a little weird because you had to like drop an orb on his head and get him to stand yeah. at the pool of juice. So that one is you have two guys standing on a bridge, and then you have the other four that are on DPS until like the last oh, couple yeah, things. Oh yeah, you had the grab aggro yeah yeah did, so his, two people had, him in the back two people had to trade aggro back and forth and then you have these uh like spheres on the on the ceiling that you have to break and it drops the liquid down think that gives like, you bonus damage think of like a thinner orby or like a boba ball that's what it was on the ceiling. yeah essentially and like you break it and then you use top dps to shoot right into golgoroth's chest because the liquid you're standing in opens it up and then in, I don't know if this was – oh, yeah, it was. Uh, so then a random person could get every on every different pool of the liquid uh, could get uh, basically a white mechanic, quote-unquote, where um, like I think it's like overpowering light or something. And essentially after five seconds with it, it explodes. And if you're around people, it'll kill those people. But it does damage to the boss if you stand next to the boss. So oh. – it, you use that for DPS as well, essentially. And you do this enough times. I think if you're using the right stuff, you can get it done in one run, like one yeah. one phase through. I think day, day one's kind of timing. It was like three, four phases was the average. Uh, Yeah, back in D1 because that, yeah. that was when uh, – I forget. They didn't nerf Black Hammer yet, did they? I don't know. No, they did. They did. They had to. That's why they did the light thing, where you had to, like, the. that's why they changed how leveling worked, was literally because of uh, Black Hammer. So then they could basically sunset guns. So then you couldn't take them into the raid because they couldn't reach the power cap. Hmm. So, long story short. But now you can just infuse everything. Well, yes, but also they did, I mean, that was D1. Oh, okay. So, like, there were power caps on guns before you even... Like, they had level caps, and then they basically kept those caps on for those guns and basically did what every other game does in the MMO space. And basically, every time a new expansion comes out, you ditch all the old gear. The problem was, with Destiny, their actual full-on items and not just stats on a sheet to change stuff, and, like, they don't have... Uh, they don't have, like, transmog for weapons, so you can't, like, have... Uh, you can't have Black Hammer and have it look like No Land Beyond, you know? As much as I'd love that. That'd be an interesting combo. I don't know how I feel about that one. That'd be, yeah, it'd be interesting. Well, but, then after Gogoroth, you do the maze. 
right. no, the uh, maze goes to Golgoroth. So you go from totems, or like you go from the intro where yeah. it's like the the thing back and forth directly to War Priest. Or no, is that that's no? Because you go to the, the ships. Two... You go to the ship. You go to the ship oh, thing, and then you I go to totems. I forgot about ships. That was yeah. some because it was a good jumping puzzle too. Yeah, it was too. just it wasn't a, it was hard. a jumping puzzle. Yeah, it wasn't hard, but you had to remember where you're going. Yeah, you had to memorize the path. Yeah, and then you do the totems, and that's where you go back and forth, and you basically have like a cycle. Yeah, uh, it's so hard to explain that. Like a, you basically just oh, get, I hated that. Because you get kills, and then every you dump time you them would in try to bring someone new in. Oh my god! And it's, they would have no idea the, what's happening. And you're like, get yeah. in the flow. Watch what everyone else is doing, and, and just well, we we usually it's stick, like juggling. We stick the new person on killing the thing that drops the buff. That you have to grab like no in the mid. Yeah, like on the, the two top wizards. mid things. I, yeah, the wizards. Yeah, wizards. Yeah. Uh, I think they switch. So you kill the wizard, and it spawns a taken captain, and then the taken captain drops the buff, and then the person in the cycle comes up, grabs it, and goes down to be able to trade off the other buff so then that person can actually go and dump their uh essence into the middle to break the hive ritual okay can and we then, also talk about how cool the taken were oh my god yes when that dropped that was so cool but actually i think we're gonna talk about the taken after a short break indeed <laughs> 